T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bobby, Mike, and Christian back here on Sports Talk. We welcome in now Saints legend Archie Manning. Archie, a belated Merry Christmas. I hope yours was... Well, with your family, Thank I hope you had a good time. Thank you, Christian. Appreciate it. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to you guys. Archie, when you look at the, the Saints and what they were able to accomplish last week going up there playing in the coldest uh, game of the week, and in particular the coldest game in Saints history, uh, man, that, that team showed a little bit of grit. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's it, it, you know, th- these are professionals, though, and they, they, everyone's sure disappointed in the season, but uh, – yeah, you, know, you go up there and play a game like that. It didn't. Um, it was still an outside shot at the playoffs, but uh, probably not that realistic. And uh, the Browns are kind of in the same boat. But you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it just crossed the mind of a few players, maybe uh, coaches, saying, you know, the way this schedule fell, sure would have been nice. Sure would be nice to be playing this game in the, in the Caesar Superdome. Oh, right, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> going to Cleveland, Bobby, I don't know. You know, people, it's funny that comes up. I don't know if people ask you. I'm sure you remember, you know, what's – I don't know how many times I got asked last week, say, what's the coldest game you ever played? you ever played a game like that? No, I don't think so. And what's the coldest game you ever played in? Um, I, I guess most people who get some years in the league, it usually would wind up being in Buffalo or in um, – Green Bay, uh, for me one time, we played a real cold, pretty cold game in Milwaukee. We always played the Packers in Milwaukee. Milwaukee County Stadium, yeah. yeah. Yeah, County Stadium. Uh, really old-fashioned, Bobby. Uh, you you know, baseball stadium where both teams are on the same sideline. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, Archie, Archie, you know what's I think that's a sign of old age when you start telling those stories. Yeah, yeah that's well, true. Well, well, Archie, you know, you talk about they're on the same sidelines. You know, I played in the last game in Milwaukee County Stadium. Now they just play at Lambeau. That's when uh, I was with Atlanta uh, against Green Bay and yeah. Brett Favre. And so the last game, Milwaukee County Stadium. Now, Archie, how about this? I'm thinking like, uh, no, I remember when it was in the 20s in Foxborough. Then you playing in Buffalo the coldest game I played in was the semifinals <laughs> in 1977 high school. And, and we were playing yeah, a Washita and Monroe. It was 18 degrees and, like, the wind chill was 9. And, I, Archie, I, I don't know if you heard this story. Uh, and I've said this probably two, three times on the radio. Now, we didn't have any heaters and all that. So Andy Martin's dad, Andrew, uh, they got these two big oil drums. We had a bunch of firewood. And we just lit two fires on the sideline. And that's how we were, we were warming up 
It was uh, like a hobo deal. Yeah, it was like you? a bunch of like hobos, like, and, and that's how we were playing. But you know, you think and, you play, and I bet you know, I bet all your your cold weather stuff you're playing. Of course, it wasn't team issues. It's what you brought from home, right? Right, you know, right. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's what you what you tried to gather up. What's, is this going to be warm? Is that going to be warm? You know, the probably the colors. Uh, People had on, especially underneath, it didn't match. Well, <laughs> it didn't match, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I played one of those. It's, I, I love to hear that about the last game in County Stadium, Bobby. My first time to play in County Stadium was Bart Starr's last game. Whoa. And uh, well, it was his last game to start. Okay. Uh, and then Mike uh, Zeke Burkowski, I'm really dating myself now. Zeke Burkowski came off the bench. Yeah. And uh, to relieve Bart that day, he had a bad elbow, was trying to play. And then uh, a good buddy of mine was a rookie on the team that year, Scott Hunter, former sure uh, enough, Alabama, Alabama guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last week, people asking me, you, you, you said it was high school. The coldest game I ever played in was in Memphis, Tennessee. Whoa! Uh, in nineteen in nineteen sixty eight, we went to a uh, went to the Liberty Bowl, which was played early. It was like December fifteenth. And boy, I'm telling you, some big front came in, and you know when it gets cold in Memphis, coming at Mississippi River, <laughs> it, we played Virginia Tech. Jerry Claiborne was a coach, and Frank Beamer was a strong safety that day for <laughs> Virginia Tech. And I can't tell you how cold it was. It was brutal. Well, it was, it was brutal, like for the Saints. But uh, Archie, you know what's crazy, and uh, you know when you break down and you say, "Well, uh, the Saints, uh, they they'll struggle." In Cleveland, but the one thing Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, the whole organization, and this is a big enough sample size. Or as of late, uh, the uh, twelve seasons, you know the Saints have now won the last three games played in sub freezing conditions. Two thousand ten, they beat the Bengals, thirty four thirty, uh, twenty three uh, degree wind chill, and since and since four years later, they beat the Eagles in the wild card round. It was nineteen degrees uh, wind chill, and then what they did in Cleveland. So uh, even though we're supposed to be a dumb team, hell, the the Saints and Dennis Allen have had them, or the whole organization, Mickey Loomis and the equipment managers, they've done it right and has the team ready to play in that kind of environment. Well, it is a real credit to Dennis and the organization. And, yeah, I love reading about those equipment guys. You know, you you and I are are the same boat. Those those trainers and equipment guys uh, behind the scenes, but – it's just amazing everything they would do for us as players and what they do for players. So that, I really loved uh, reading that. And and I take my, my hat off to the to the Saints. And, you know, Cleveland, I can't figure Cleveland out. You know, at, when I see, every time I see Chubb play, I think he's one of the best backs in the league. Right, me too. And at, time, at times I see him, and I think that this thing's about to come together for them. And maybe it will next year. I don't know. You know, you get Deshaun Watson for a, for a whole year. But – I, I don't know. I can't. I can't figure it out. But it was a. It, it's a real credit to those guys to go up there and win win that football game. Archie, while we reminiscing, I got two questions. But one of them, man, 1970. It, it's one of the first memories I had. My dad brings my brother and I. We go to the Sugar Bowl to watch mm-hmm. Ole Miss mm-hmm. play Arkansas. Now, my dad was yeah. an Arkansas. I can't tell you why. Yeah, he talk about Frank Braw, and I got no reason, uh, <laughs> I, no idea why. But people kind of forget that that year, 
Texas played Arkansas in the final game, and basically that was for the national championship. They lose 15-14. to 14. Yeah, Is that when President Nixon and was President there? Nixon was there, and he <laughs> proclaimed Texas. And, boy, did it get under Joe Paterno. He proclaimed them the national champs. Yeah. And then you guys uh, come back and on January 1st ended up beating them in the Sugar Bowl, your thoughts on that? Because the Sugar Bowl has changed. All the bowls have changed now well, because yeah, of the format. Yeah, but they had the Sugar yeah, Bowl at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was early. It, it was a it was an early game. We we played early that day. We sure did. But it was that game that game in Fayetteville. They called it. it well, it was nineteen sixty nine. Yes. So that was the one hundredth year of college football, and so they called it the game of the century because ABC did the smartest thing. They said, we're going to take the Texas-Arkansas game, which was usually so many times for the Southwest Conference Championship. But I think it was played, Mike, if I remember right, usually somewhere seventh or eighth game of the year. They moved know, it, right? Game schedule. And ABC moved it to December 5, yep. a, a week after Thanksgiving. So everyone was through. Everyone was through. And, uh, of course, it was national television. As you said, President Nixon went. And so we had uh, finished our season after a couple one-point losses early. We'd finished our season strong. And um, we played Tennessee late in the year in a big game. And Coach Vaught, this is the way Bowles worked in those days. Coach Vaught promised us for the game. Now, he had, you got to remember, he had, he had brought like eight teams to the Sugar Bowl during his career. But he said, if we win this game today, I'll guarantee you I can get us in the Sugar Bowl. So that's that's oh. kind of what the Sugar Bowl, that's what bowl games were like in those days, the coaches lobbying the committee. Uh, some people used to say Coach Bryant would pick out what game he wanted to play, what bowl he wanted to play in, and everything else would fall in place like that. But anyway, it came out that we, yes, we got invited to the Sugar Bowl, and he said, we're going to play the loser of that game, of the Texas-Arkansas okay. game. So we, had, we wanted to start preparing and our coaches started watching film, and Coach Vaults told me he said we're going to wind up we're going to wind up playing Texas because Arkansas has got the better team. They they've got the better team. Boy, but, uh, uh, it it was a it was a uh, Texas who ran a wishbone quarterback named James Street. Yeah, and completed a long pass late late in the game, set them up to 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 win the game, and sure enough, they went on to the. Um, uh, it was a lot of history. A lot of strange things happened in that year. Mike, you know this better than anybody. Oh, yeah. So it looks like Texas, who's going to go now and go to the Cotton Bowl, the chance for a national championship, and they're going to play LSU, who just got one loss. I, I won't say who that loss was to. Yeah, it was to <laughs> you. Come on. But, but, but uh, Notre Dame, who had never been to a bowl, dropped their They dropped their, their standards and said, yes, we're changing our policy. We're going to a bowl, and LSU got left out. They went Completely. And they didn't get a bowl game. They Man. spelled profit at Notre Dame a little different back then, Archie. Yeah. The, the, no, no, Archie, it was, was that? It wasn't with was the, the FIT. I think I've witnessed those pictures. Was that the helmets where you had, like, with the 100 a, the on, hundred on yeah. the side? Yeah, the 100 on the side. Archie had that on a Sports Illustrated cover. That helmet. No, I remember the hundred. The hundred on the side, and Archie. It seems like you can't get away from college football now with Arch going to Texas. So, uh, or, so, <laughs> well, so, uh, so, so what? Are I you just staying in your James living room, Street, or are you heading James to Austin? Street, they went on and won the national championship, and uh, they had a fullback named Steve Wooster. Yeah, uh, played with him in the Hula Bowl game. But James, 
Uh, I, I, I played um, in the College World Series uh, against Texas baseball team, and James Street was a pitcher on that team. But James wow. passed Whoa. away a few years ago. But Arch is going to wear number 16 at Texas. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, is that an honor of James Street, Arch, or what? Well, no, it's just he wore it in high school. Okay, okay, high school. Gotcha. It's, an, it's an honor if it's available. That's what it's an honor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Well, Arch, a little bit about, man, we've had him at the Manning camp, uh, Michael Pratt. And I'm just so impressed of how he finished this season at Tulane. I remember he came a couple years back, and he was talking about, and he was always about the team. Talked about the team, yeah. and I, you know, last year nothing went right for him, and they lost a yeah. lot of games late. Their defense was terrific this year. Close, they lost yeah, games. So, and, but yeah. this year, man, he got the stud and Tajay Spears running it. But late, man, it was Michael Pratt making, making those plays. NFL yeah. throws, and he was impressive. But now he goes up against the guy. And Caleb Williams. Hey, Archie, that's who you got to get the, the Manning camp, Caleb Williams. I mean, <laughs> that's. Well, I, I invited him last year. I invited him, and then um, he, he didn't call me back. And so Lincoln Miner finally. So Lincoln said, Lincoln couldn't get an answer. So Lincoln said, I'm just going to give you his number. <laughs> and then, of course, Lincoln left and went to Southern Cal. Right. And so I, 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 kept, I kept inviting because I knew all about him. And finally, his daddy called me. His daddy called me, and. Um, I don't know. It just I, He might have been looking for NIL money. We don't, we don't <laughs> well, he was looking at the wrong place, right, Arch? That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> we'll get him. Bobby, we'll get him some good food down in Timberland. Right, over. right. <laughs> right, no NIL. NIL money. Yeah, but you can get enough of that in Hollywood. You can get yeah. enough NIL in Hollywood. You, but you but a little bit about, about about Michael Pratt. Well, I'm gonna uh, invite him. I'm gonna invite him back this year. So I hope I hope okay. he'll come. Awesome. Uh, but but again, to Michael Pratt, I mean, you just gotta love this kid. He we fortunate enough we've had him two years, so you kind of get to know him. And he's just he's just a great kid. And I'm like you, Mike. I just love the way he's played uh, this year and, and, and down the stretch. And uh, Cooper and I were invited to go to practice the other day when we, you know, had the uh, the turnout about the young man, uh, the paralyzed player from Tulane, who's going they're going to send him to the Cotton Bowl. But we got a good visit with Michael. Listen, he said he told Cooper, he said, listen, Southern Cal. I mean, they're Southern Cal, but they're not. Oh, on defense, they're not invincible. Right. They didn't. They didn't tackle anybody in that game. Right. They didn't tackle anybody. So. Uh, I think I think uh, you know watching watching some film of their defense throughout the year. Tulane's going in there with some confidence, so uh, I'm so excited for them. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch it. Now, uh, Arch, uh, when you look at uh, like uh, uh, when you reflect back on, on your career and, and you look at it, uh, you know how it's hard to win uh, the billion dollar uh, lottery and whatever. I mean, uh, I know you and Olivia have to think, like, what? Look at the success we've had and then our offspring and then your grand offspring. I mean, do you pinch yourself or you just say, thank you, Jesus, we've been blessed or what? Because, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's unbelievable that when I try we, to tell people that, listen, this don't happen everywhere. No, this is like you winning the billion-dollar lottery with the Mannings have done and their offspring. Well, we pinch ourselves because, you know, y'all both know me. We've known each other a long time. It, it wasn't a plan. It, it, we, we, we just tried to raise kids. You know, we were blessed to have healthy kids. We just tried to raise kids in, in this town, and they like sports. Now, I used to take them. 
I didn't push them in sports, but I, right. I think it kind of started for them. I'd take them out on Saturday mornings. You know, we could t- you could take your sons out to practice on su- Saturday morning. They love that. Oh, they love be- being around. Uh, Cooper's Cooper's favorite was Chuck Mudsey. <laughs> and, um, and uh, was Peyton, Chuck there Peyton on liked Saturdays though? Yeah, Peyton, Peyton, liked, to get, <laughs> Peyton liked Dean Kleinsmith would tape. Peyton up. He'd tape his ankles anytime he'd go out there. So I wasn't pushing them, but um, they, they liked it and worked at it and they were fortunate, um, you know, through through the through the years and through the time. And yeah, we we just we do kind of pitch ourselves and, and count our blessings. It's it's been a, they've given us a lot of joy. Now of Archie, joy. when you look at how I mean, you look at the rules and I mean, you and I wish they'd have had that back in the day, how to protect the quarterbacks. Oh, you can't go near their head or you can't really, yeah. like, hit them. And then if they get hit a little bit, the official, I mean, the quarterback's looking at the officials. You're not going to call that? I'm like, what? I mean, so you can't really hit them. But the, the point I want to bring up to you, and I, I, to me this would not be far-fetched, when you look where Tom Brady's at right now, okay, look, he's 45. You cannot yeah. tell me how they protect the quarterbacks. And Tom Brady, a different phase in his life where he's at right now, that at 50 years old, there's not 32 quarterbacks better than Tom Brady. Now, you're not going to win anything, but you cannot tell me if Tom Brady wanted to break, uh, break George Blandis' record or whatever, that what, Tom Brady's still playing and he's 50 years old? I don't think, I don't know if you agree with this, but I don't think um, over the next five years, now if you get hurt, you get hurt. That's a different thing, how you rehab and all that. But if he's healthy, I still think Tom Brady at 50 years old, there would not be 32 quarterbacks better than him. Well, he's, he's amazing. I mean, uh, and you know what it's about, Bobby. It's, it's the, it's, you're going to get hurt if you play football. You're going right. to injure. You hope and you're lucky if, if you keep those injuries uh, not, not major. But still, they, they take their toll. They take their toll. So he's, he's certainly out of uh, – a secret to, to use right. and to maintain to maintain that health and to continue to play and he hadn't he, he hadn't lost anything in his arm so it, it it's really amazing it's really amazing to to do that now Warren Moon was uh, uh, kind of close he could flick it George Blanda, but of course George Blanda was just kicking kicking yeah yeah he was Warren was playing quarterback, playing quarterback. Hey, uh, well, hey, Archie I don't know if you agree with this uh, about I I, I can, uh, June Jones would show me film of Warren Moon running the uh, run and shoot. And I'm telling you, even at 41, at 42 years old, he can hang with any 20-year-old passing. He he never threw Guaranteed. a duck in his life. He I like I'm looking at all these films like a tight spiral. To me, Warren Moon. I don't know if you agree with this. Warren Moon threw the prettiest football consistently than any quarterback I've ever witnessed. Agree, agree with you 100. percent Bobby, I don't know if you were like me, but before a game, you know, we're usually throwing from about the 40-yard line going in, and so the other team is too. I always wanted to see the other quarterback throw up, you know, kind of from ten yards away like that. I'm just curious, you know, who could, who, who, how they threw it, who how, could spin it, yeah. Was. Just I always had to kind of sneak a peek there. And I Warren Moon, and even in, when he was over forty, he could throw the stew out of him. Yes, <laughs> I mean it, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Archie Manning, Saints legend. Archie, how is uh, Peyton? And Eli enjoying their simulcast on ESPN. It, it's really funny. Uh, what I like about it is Peyton gets his jabs in on Eli, but Eli fires right back. I mean, he, he finds ways to get to get back at Peyton. <laughs> well, I think they've had fun. I think the one thing that's come from it is if people have seen, kind of got to know Eli a little better. Eli was always kind of reserved. And, of course, up in New York, he, 
he kind of just kept to himself and tried to tried to play and, and survive. And uh, so they've seen a little different side of him. They've had fun doing it. I think one way they've improved the show, um, I, I think they've done a better job with the guests. Um, um, you know, just you don't always know about the guests. You want it to be somebody who contributes a lot and kind of has fun along with them. You just don't know. Um, one thing I told them last year, I said, if you get a guest and he's not really having a lot to say, get him out of there, you know, just because you two guys can carry it. You can carry it with, uh, without having a guest. But uh, they've had some really good guests this year. I thought they contributed a lot. Now, I was doing a Q&A with Peyton at somewhere, a corporate thing, and somebody asked, after last year, somebody asked Peyton, said, what's the criteria of your guests? What are you looking for? And Peyton said, well, uh, we, we'd like for them to be sober. <laughs> do, do you know Archie if they if, do they have exclusive control or are they kind of uh, in terms of who they can get on or does ESPN uh, they, well the people there at Omaha they're you know they're, they, they're trying as you can tell they, they, the teams that are out there they like to get somebody if it's a comedian or an actor or somebody but somebody that's got a little involved with that team who really likes the team and uh, but you know, you want to be a football fan. Now, if you get a if you get a football player or a coach, that's gonna that's gonna be that that should be easy. You know, that should be fun, and they're gonna right. they're gonna be able to uh, express their expertise and help chip in. So it's just kind of a, a process, but they they've had fun with it. And ESPN seems seems to like what they're doing. Now, uh, Arch, look at uh, Sean Payton, and now he's in the media. He's obviously going to get back into coaching. And I don't think this is far-fetched, you know, supply and demand. We're all capitalists and stuff. I think Sean Payton might be the first $20 million a year coach, supply and demand. You look at the Walmart money uh, with Denver, and, you know, if you have two or three uh, teams that want you, now the Saints need to be rewarded because he's on the contract. We need to be well compensated. But uh, do you think that's far-fetched that uh, Sean Payton might be the first $20 million a year coach? I, I don't. Just tell me what you think. So I hadn't really thought about it like that. I mean, I know I, I know Sean's. I, I think like you. I think he's a great coach, and uh, he's um, you know I, I think Sean. Remember what, what was it? Three or four years ago, he kind of hinted and talked about maybe getting out, taking a break. You know, and I think that I guess Mike, the draft choices were too heavy. He could, you know, he um, the, the Saints weren't going to let, let, let him go. Um, I, I think he'll be in demand. He's he's just a he, he you know he's just got skins on the wall and he's a he covers he cover, checks every box in my opinion as as a as a head coach. So uh, I don't know where all you know we are. We lost one this week there in Denver that did that didn't work out. I'm not sure it's all that guy's all Hackett's it's not yeah, all his fault. That just that just didn't nothing worked out there. That didn't that didn't work work at all. So, Sean will. Um, I think you know the one thing he's told me. He said I'm not going anywhere. He doesn't have a quarterback. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate that. That yes. makes sense. Yes, uh, Arch. Uh, you and I this summer we were talking. We were watching Bryce Young. And you turned to me and you told me, Mike, you know who you reminds me of? Now he said, for you, you would remember it, but other people, they'd have to hit Wikipedia. He reminds me of Fran Tarkenton. 
Yeah. And, and I've yeah. used that. And, man, you watch Bryce Young play. Okay, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the, the strong arm dude. But he makes plays, and his feet gets him out of trouble, and he's yeah. so poised under pressure. Well, he's one of the coolest customers I've, I've ever seen on a college football field, without, without a doubt. I told him that. I told his daddy that. He's just one cool customer. He, but he can make the throws. I like the way he moves his feet. He, he's not tall. Y'all know that. But, yeah. but Fran wasn't either. No. You know, right. This generation, probably this generation doesn't appreciate enough how good Fran Tarkenton was. Cause, and he's tall. I, I still talk to Fran. And Fran could scramble and run and get loose and make plays. And he told me, he said, I, he said they timed me in a 40. I was five flat. I ran a five-flat point. <laughs> but he can sure get away from people, and he can, he can make the throws. And, and, but and Bryce, Bryce is, is such way. a great Bryce, player. Bryce is smart. He's yeah. bright. He's a real good, he's a real good kid. He's, he's, been, he's been productive. Uh, he's, he's, he's an outstanding player. Now, uh, now, Arch, when you look at um, uh, where football is going, and, and obviously, uh, boy, you look Thursday night, uh, Sunday night. Uh, you look at all the programming. Saturday, uh, Christmas Day. Uh, no, it's like it's like unbelievable. Uh, like the rich get richer. It, 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 it's uh, look just it, all the different varieties that you can watch the NFL. Uh, I mean, uh, to me, the sky's the limit. You might say, well, when is enough enough? But it continues to grow. You look at now the it Sunday just, su- Sunday ticket. Going, Bobby. Yeah, it, Sunday it ticket. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's like unbelievable how the NFL. Uh, the only, you know, Archie, I've said this. The only program that can hang with the NFL that's old school is sixty minutes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> anything, anything else, sixty minutes is still gets the good ratings that can hang with NFL games. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. It's just the numbers. Did you see the new? I mean, DirecTV has yes, lost yes. it to what YouTube? Yeah. Did you see the dollars? Two billion. Oh, Two billion, and, 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 and then they're gonna go. He's gonna get the two and a half billion because they have a severed deal with the restaurants, restaurants. and the bars. That's true. Yeah, so it's gonna go yes, to two yes. and a half billion a year. Saints right? legend Archie yeah. Manning. Thank you, Archie. All Thank right, you, Arch. Arch. Thank you, brother. Thanks right, for coming guys. on. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you, brother. Right. I will step away and come back. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.